right. Well, hello, fellow travelers. Uh, joining me uh, on a thank you for joining me on a very special uh, first time ever episode of The Unbroken Ground. Um, this is going to be an interview, uh, and I have with me my friend Chris. Uh, I'm going to be asking him a few questions uh, about his testimony and some other things, and he's going to share with us. And I hope you find that as an encouragement. Uh, so I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and let Chris introduce himself, um, and uh, then we will jump into the interview. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I definitely have the face for podcasting, so that is good. <laughs> um, so my name is Chris Callow, and um, yeah, Paul and I have known each other, oh, I don't know, several years, way too many years, um, but through camping and different things like that, when when Paul was following the Lord, being at a camp, um, and now it's just me, I guess. I'm the only one. <laughs> You're all that's left. That's it. That's, that's it. the only mm -hmm. one left. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I grew up down in Southern Illinois, which is way down below Chicago, uh, down near St. Louis area. I grew up there. I have not actually been too far outside of Illinois most of my life, although now I do live in Indiana. I'm the current uh, executive director of Southeastern Baptist Youth Camp here in Greensburg, Indiana, which is right now we don't have snow. So I will take that any day over the Illinois weather. And loving that. <laughs> well, that that's uh, that's true. We we have gotten snow, but um, it's not on the road, so um, I'm okay with it as long as I don't have to drive. So as long as I have to drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if I can stay home, either one, then the snow is okay. Um, I, I tell you, uh, uh, I grew up in Texas, uh, as you know. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever told you this, but the first time we came to Illinois, uh, we flew into uh, O'Hare. And it was in January uh, and uh, I was sitting at the window seat and uh, then uh, Callie, my wife was sitting next to me. And then uh, there was a lady sitting next to her and our, the window was up. And as we come down into O'Hare, there's snow um, on, on, the, on the ground. And Callie's like, oh my gosh, there's snow on the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, snow. And the lady that sat next to us was like, you, you guys aren't from here, are you? Yeah, like, no one likes no, it when they get yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we hate the snow. And, and by that time, you know, it's on the, it's at the airport and it's January. So they've just shoved it up into big piles and it's dirty mm -hmm. and black. And we were like, I don't care. It's snow. It's so amazing. So, um, yeah, so I still, still love, love seeing the snow. I just uh, no. have to drive in it. So, um, well, yeah. well, awesome. So yeah, well, well, Chris, um, one of the reasons that, that we have you here as an interview is I just want to give you time to just share a little bit about your testimony. So I'm going to let you do that. Um, you can share as much or as little as you want, but uh, just just tell me, uh, tell us as we listen, uh, how God has uh, changed your life, uh, what happened, um, how he's still changing, all those things. Just, just share as you like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, growing up in a Christian home, so both of my parents were very active in the church. My parents were youth sponsors and helping out with kind of the youth leader. This was before youth pastors were a thing. So I'm that old, I guess. But uh, so you had the youth sponsors, you had the youth leaders at church. They were very involved. And we, uh, my brother, I have a twin brother. And him and I went to all these events as babies, as you know, young toddlers, because that's what you did. You brought your kids along and they helped out and different things like that. And so we were in church all the time, a very active um, and just being involved in all different things. My aunt taught children's church, things like that. And I was uh, in first grade. I was seven years old going into first grade. And one night after our family devotions, I can remember talking to my mom and saying, you know, I've heard this in church. We talked about this. I know what salvation is. But that's something I've never like had for myself. I always kind of just relied. 
I don't know. Do you, at seven, there is, it's not a huge, like, aha moment. You know, I'm turning yeah. from my life of murder and crime, but <laughs> at sure. seven, yeah. But just having that time that I can remember and, and going and praying with mom and, and you know, just, hey, God, my life is yours. I, I want to focus on you and and let you have control. And so after that, you know, it continued on there. It wasn't anything different or crazy or unusual. It was just kind of living life, kind of how we normally were. We were at church. We were doing things. Um, as I got older in junior high, high school years, I started helping out with different ministries. So I helped out my aunt. I learned how to do puppets and uh, did that for uh, with children's church and things like that and got to um, work through all of those different things. And then we started a puppet team in high school and got to be a part of that, which was cool. Working with that, I we had an Awana program, which is a Wednesday night kind of learning the Bible type of program kind of thing for kids that they would come, they'd learn the Bible and play games. Um, I work, worked in there, helped out of there. I eventually became the commander of Awana, kind of helping out with that and doing all those different things, just very involved in ministry. Um, and also extremely involved in camps too. I, every summer we would be at camp, loving camp. Um, after I exited high school, I was working at the camp counseling. Then I became program. I mean, I've been in camping for 23 years now, wow. which is ridiculous because I'm only 25 years old. I am pretty sure that is my age. So, right, that's uh, what I remember. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's right. Checks out. <laughs> somewhere close to that number. It's just a little bit above 25. Mm. It's somewhere. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so and just getting involved in, in that. And, and I love that. I love being involved in the ministry and doing that. Um, I did play the piano for most of my life. My parents taught me, but that is the one thing I absolutely hate doing in front of people. And so uh, one of the churches I was at in um, early in Illinois when I was living there, uh, found out and then asked me to play for congregational singing. So I, I can get up in front and I can do puppets. I can do silly skits. I can do, I can preach and all this stuff playing the piano in front of people freaks me out. And so I would get like crazy, like, Oh my goodness, I don't want to do this, but I'm just very involved in the ministry. And that, that was something I always loved and doing that. I uh, went to college at faith Baptist Bible college in Ankeny, Iowa. And there it, it became even more, kind of personal. Like, why am I involved in the ministry? What is it for? Is it for my glory? Because a lot of what I do is for my glory because I, I love the spotlight. That is definitely my thing. And so uh, getting there and kind of learning like, hey, this is for God's glory. You're doing this to glorify him. Um, you're doing this to serve him and, and minister for him. It's not for Chris's glory. And so learning that and kind of being a part of that was, was cool and huge. Um, and yeah. And so as I got... Um, out of high school and college, um, I was dating a girl at this time for several years. And after high school or after college, I mean, uh, we got married. We had a couple kids. Um, we were both very involved in ministry at our church and things like that. And then um, I had found out that she was having an affair with multiple people. And it was rough and it was hard. And you you kind of get to that point where you question God like, hey, like, what did I do wrong or what, why are you doing this? Because I feel like I'm doing everything you want me to Lord. Yeah. Um, it was a very tough time, went through a, a messy divorce and things like that. Um, and it was just kind of an awful year that, that year in the beginning of that year and just how going through all that and questioning God. And I, I had an excellent pastor that came along and mentored me. And I mean, he essentially it was like, don't say that it's not God. This is sin. This is 
um, you know, circumstances in, in life and, and the, the sin that happened that, that caused this, it's not God, but what can you learn from it? What can you take out of that? And how can you glorify God through it? And that's where everything kept coming back to for me, because again, I like the spotlight. So it, it's constantly, how can I glorify God? And, and how do I need to be glorifying God? Because I'm, I'm not doing a good job of that. And so um, through all of that, um, I met my current wife, Carrie, who is amazing and wonderful. And I will say great and amazing things about her just in case she listens. But <laughs> um, and we have a couple kiddos and she she is a camp person, too. And so she was actually at the camp I worked at before. Um, we, she's just very much younger than me. And so she just thought I was this old, you know, guy that was not cool and fun. Um, and and she so was right. <laughs> she was totally right. I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> um, mm. but yeah, so we got married and now we do camp ministry together and it's yeah. exciting. She's actually our guest services director, um, at Southeast Baptist youth camp. And we get to go to work every morning and go to camp and have fun. Um, in fact, today we're doing a whole staff development this whole week. And so we had Nerf Wars at our job all day. Everyone had a little Nerf gun and you, wow. we got to shoot each other all day. <laughs> so, And that's yeah. my job. It's awesome. I love wow. it. So, so let me let me back up a little bit just to ask you, um, as you were going through this these, this divorce, this tough time, um, what's what's something that you felt like um, it, looking back? Maybe you didn't really uh, at the time. It's it's you know we 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 don't like to look back and be like, oh yeah, God was really working on me. But what's something that you feel like you learned, um, or something that God showed you that um, you as you think about it now, you know that He was using that to, to help prepare you for the future uh, of your ministry uh, and, and even your, you know, your, your, your new marriage even. Um, what are, is there anything that kind of jumps out to mind about that? Yeah, well, and that was one thing, because I, I did. I looked and go, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to be doing better? You know, cause you, you start to second guess everything like, God, I thought I was doing it right. So what, what, what's wrong here? What do I need to fix? Um, and one of the things I really, I, I kind of focus on and working with my pastor at that time too, was how, how am I doing in my devos? Is it a thing where I am actually, I am getting into God's word because I have to, because I feel like it's, okay, this is my morning task. I, you know, I brush my teeth. I do my devos. I go get rest for the day, you know, kind of thing. Or is this, I'm doing it because I want to, because I desire that time spending with God. And that was something I really, during all of this, I was really encouraged. My pastor's like, get into God's word, not, not because you have to, but because you want to, because you desire it and, and don't make it You're like, okay, set your clock, do your five minutes, get done. You know, don't make it a, a task, make it a, a thing you want to do. And that really um, helped. I mean, even, even to this day, you know, as Carrie and I got together, we started doing devos together even. Um, and now we don't, we're, we're doing them separate just because we are going through something different with our, our choices of what we're studying right now. Um, in fact, I found uh, Rora had in her room the other day, she had a marriage devotional book. So apparently um, my seven-year-old is getting ready to do devos as, <laughs> as a couple. As, I don't know who. <laughs> but, 
She's the, just getting ready. She's getting she's ready. Just, she's got she's got to yeah. She's preparing now. Yeah. I feel I feel like maybe because it had a heart on the front, she liked the book. Like, oh, this has got a heart on the front. I think I need this book. <laughs> she stole yeah. it, I guess. I don't know. Some some marketer somewhere is like, yes, yes, it worked. It worked. It spoke to the young girl's heart. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what would you say? Um, was there ever a time when you felt uh like like there was a brokenness um, in your relationship with God and like was there a was there ever like kind of that distance and have you felt like that was repaired um do you do you feel like that that never happened and it was just one of those things where you just day by day just had to to keep getting getting into the word or or tell me a little bit about that yeah and I don't know if I would say I did feel distant or because when it happened I felt like I drew closer to God more than anything um because I, I literally had nothing else to turn to at that time. I mean, that that was where we were at. There was some issues with money and finances and and lots of that. And so it was just like, I, I got nothing. It's God. I mean, even um, when when it all started, actually how I, I had found out, I had gone to my friend's house um, and I had asked her, I said, hey, can you watch the kids? I have to go meet with pastor. And um, I was going to go and talk with him. Hey, this is what's going on in my life. I need help, blah, blah, blah. And when I got back, she, she asked me, she's like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, how do you know? She goes, it's in the paper. I go, how is it in the paper? Well, she thought I was going to talk to pastor because she saw my house was being auctioned off because it had not gotten paid for the bill had not gotten paid. Oh, wow. And so that, that started a lot of, there was a lot of things that just behind the scenes that were being hidden from me that I didn't know about either. And so mm-hmm. it was just a very crazy, rough, awful time. And, and it became that I, Lord, you're it. You're all I could turn mm-hmm. to. And so I would say, I mean, I was close to him, closer to him than I have probably ever been. He's never yeah, changed, sure. but yeah. I I have multiple times up and down over the years. Yeah. But that, that was my, I, I need to turn you. There's nothing else. I got no one else. I, it's you God, because you're the only one that can fix this. It, it can't be through me. And it wasn't, I, I don't know, at the, at the time I wanted it to be a fix. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. Lord fix this marriage, make, make this happen, make this right. work. Um, and that wasn't in her plans. And so yeah. while it may have been God's plans, she chose not to. Yeah. And so it it soon became, okay, Lord, fix me then. What what do we, you know, how do I need to be living? What do I need to be doing? Um, and then he brought Carrie along, like, like, hey, here you go. You're doing well. I got something for you, you know? And, and so... Yeah. And unfortunately, I was a punishment for Carrie. I think well, she must have sinned in her life to get me. <laughs> I do consider her a saint. So I, yes. I would fully agree with that. Um, what about uh, as you started a new relationship? There was obviously, you know, some issues with trust in your previous relationship. Um, was that something that you saw that that uh, you, need, you needed? Was there some help that God gave you in like trusting again? Um, what What was going on with that? Oh, I still have trust issues. <laughs> so um, my first wife and I were together for five years. Carrie and I have been together for 12 and I still have trust issues. Um, not not so much that I don't trust her, but things will be said, things will ha- And I always like, oh, you, you kind of have that second guess. And over the years, it's definitely gotten much better. Yeah. Um, early, Carrie loves surprises. That is her favorite thing. <laughs> After everything that happened to me, I absolutely hate surprises. <laughs> and so we got yeah. into, early on in our marriage, got into a very big fight because she threw me a big mm. surprise party, took mm. me to Chicago, all the, everything was a surprise. And it, 
freaked me out because there was just too much surprises. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like surprise. I don't, I like to know even what I'm going to get for Christmas. I read ahead in movies. I go, so I know the ending of a movie before I go, because that is how much I hate surprises after all of that. But um, but yeah, yeah, to this day, I still have that, but it's become very much a, you know, we have to work on it. And, and that, that time that, you know, Hey Lord, help, help me to work. I mean, that is my thing I need. So. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I think uh, what it reminds me of is like a wound, you know, like yeah. I have this this wound, and and I think about like Old Testament. You think about Jacob, and you know he walks with a limp uh, mm-hmm. because he wrestles with this man, and and uh, he won't let him go, and so he touches his his hip, and he and from that day forward, he you know he walked with a limp. I mean, he he was blessed, uh, and there was yeah. some great things that came out of that wrestling, but mm-hmm. but he walked with a limp, and I and that's kind of what it sounds like. You know, you've got that. There's some tenderness still. Um, that time is healed a little bit, but, but it's still yeah. there, um, that, that wounds and, and that, that people are able to do to us. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, as, as a, um, just kind of was followed to that, um, what would you say, um, to someone who is, uh, going through a difficult time right now, um, maybe not as drastic, maybe worse. I, you know, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of cir- circumstances and they, um, what's, what encouragement would you give to somebody who's going through tough times right now? Yeah, well, this is the, all the good Christians should say this. So it sounds like that, um, you know, get, get into God's word, get into it, but it, it is so much. So, I mean that, and when I heard that the first time, you know, I was like, Psh, no, I'm mad at God right now. I'm not getting into his yeah. word. I'm not doing that, but that is exactly what I needed. And, and to draw closer to him and see that, that, Hey, I, I need you Lord. And, and this is the time in my life where I turn to you. And, and sadly, unfortunately, so many of us wait until we get to that bottom part till we get to those hard times to really draw into God. And we should all be doing it right now. Um, doing it well and desiring that, but we sometimes wait and we, you know, oh, I'm I'm sinking, Lord. Now I'm looking up at you, save me, kind of thing. And Peter in the boat, but yeah, I, that. And I, if you are out there and you're you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, I this is this is the Christian answer, get into the word. But it really was. That is exactly what I needed at that time. And having that pastor mentor in my life, um, he wasn't my pastor. He was he he was a pastor at another church, and he was just a good friend. And that's what he said. He's like, you need to do this. You need to desire this time. And that really helped. I mean, that got me through and it still does get me through things that when times are difficult. Is there any place that you um, particularly found, like you remember, like this is, um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe the Psalms or the gospels or, or any place that you were like, yeah, I, I camped out there and that was a helpful place to be. Yeah, a little bit of Leviticus or Song of Solomon. Those were two good books. To... <laughs> two, no, two of the most read right there. Yeah, two yes, of the most common, good ones. common, common. <laughs> no, I I went through the Gospels. I that's where I started, um, and just going through them and seeing the disciples being around Jesus, and that was my kind of where I needed to be. Is okay. You're seeing each of the the four disciples like, hey, here's here's what their life was with Jesus. And that was where I need to be. I needed to see myself growing closer to God and being being around Jesus. And so that's what I really got into, kind of put myself in those situations. Like, wow. I mean, I constantly say I am Peter so much because mm-hmm. I would have been that 
that guy that, you know, went and chopped off the ear or Lord, you know, look at me, look what I do. And then the second something happens like, Hey, do you know, Jesus? Nope. Denying him. I I'm going to back away. I don't want to be standing out right now. Uh, that was, that was, it still is me. Mm. <laughs> so, but seeing my life in that really helped. I love the gospels. Um, I mean, most, when you're going through those tough times, I feel like, you know, the new Testament is good for that because you have Jesus in there, but you still, the Psalms, the Proverbs have those kind of, yeah, those Proverbs <laughs> to help you through and kind of look at that. But I would totally recommend look, go through the gospels, put yourself into those situations of you with Jesus and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final, final question. Um, yeah. There. So, so going through this, um, do you feel like you have seen or are going to see, I mean, that's, so we'll leave it as an open end thing, but uh, that you've seen that God has used your experiences in such a way to uh, a strengthen you uh, or, and, or be um, minister to other people. Um, have you seen God using those, those, that your experiences specifically to minister to to people or even just how he strengthened you through that or both? Yeah, definitely both. Yeah. Um, to the point where, as I minister with camp staff and working with camp staff or even campers who have parents kind of going through this and doing that, that has been, um, just the time I know I've, we've had multiple campers that talk about it. In fact, I had one, one girl one summer her her mom dropped her off at registration and in front of the girl said aloud to me hey just so you know this might be a tough week for her her father and i are getting divorced this week wow. and so and this was a young i she was third or fourth grade mm-hmm. but getting to even talk with this girl and encouraging her hey this isn't this isn't you this is you know these are your parents and encouraging her here's what you need to do get into god's word focus this is and telling her i went through this you know i had this surprise too and it was my own wife Mm. and so get into god's word and read that and and be a part of that but even uh, our staff throughout the years and just talking with them about how important it is to do those devotions and that it can't be a task it has to be a desire Hmm. yeah Awesome. Sweet. Well, I'll give you a chance to, to uh, promote anything you want to promote, tag anything, uh, any, anything about yourself. If you want to talk about Sid, I'll even give you that chance. Yes. My puppet. He's the best. So no, I, you know what? I am excited to be on here. I do have a, I do a podcast. I do a camping podcast. And so we do a lot of programming things. I We have gone through so many name changes. We we were the summer camp programming podcast. I think now we're called the scamp life programming side. Um, but we do a podcast where we talk about all things camp programming and it's cool. And it has gotten me a lot of opportunities um, across the world. I, I teach at a bunch of different classes through American Camping Association and the Christian Camping Conference Association. And so um, I, in fact, if you are a camp person, I have a whole bunch of books um, that I have written for camp people. It's under stealthisstuff.com. And so, and if you are a Christian camping organization, which I would assume most people that listen to this podcast are, reach out to me because I would love to help you and give you some of those books and help your camp be cooler. But I'm a camp person. So you want to talk camp? I can talk camp all stinking day and you will get tired of hearing me. So. Well, he left out. He's also an escape room person. So if oh, you yeah. have escape room questions, building them, yes. um, any creative ideas, um, that is one of our future endeavors is that I've got mm. some uh, a do- a two dozen stuffed bears that we're going to figure out uh, some escape yeah. room at his new camp. I we're mean, gonna, we're I, gonna do that. I was just looking the other day at camp. I feel like I can get two different escape rooms in my camp facilities. So my new so, camp where I'm at. <laughs> also, so camping and escape rooms. You can, you yeah. can, 
pick his brain. Uh, he's got a lot of knowledge on that. Um, well, we will, I will tell you what, I, Chris, I do want to thank you for being here. I have enjoyed just hearing your testimony uh, and your your declaration of the goodness of God and, and what he's brought you through. And, uh, and I'm excited uh, to, to know uh, what he's going to do at your new ministry. Uh, we will, um, we'll post those links and stuff um, in all the places so that people uh, who are interested in the, the still this book, still this stuff and all that kind of stuff, we'll, we'll make sure they have those links cool. and, uh, and, and an email for you that way, if they want to, yeah. uh, they do want to pick your brain. Uh, we'll post those in all the places so that uh, they have access to that. Um, all right. Uh, I'll give you the chance for any final words, any, anything that you want to say, um, if I'm not final, words, words, like final, yeah, your last, you get your last, go, the last hurrah. Yes. No, I, thank you so much for having me. I, I do hope that, uh, through the things I've gone through that, that it can help you in some way, shape or form. But again, draw close to God, get in his word, um, desire it. Don't just make it a task, make it a desire. So, yeah. Hey, amen. All right. Well, Chris, thank you. And thank you guys for listening.